We're so glad that you're taking time to listen to this week's message from Bethel Worship Center. Uh, we pray that it blesses you wherever you are in your faith journey. Uh, we do want to let you know that we are open. Our campus is open. Uh, we invite you to go to bwccamden.com. Uh, you can find out everything that we're offering right now at this time and in this season. So make sure to, to, to go there and find the ways that you can stay up to date with everything happening at Bethel Worship Center. But again, uh, wherever you are in your faith journey, whether you are um, exploring more about faith, learning who Jesus is, learning about God, uh, you're new in your walk with Jesus Christ, or you've been a longtime follower of Jesus, we pray that today's message blesses you, it encourages you, it equips you. So God bless you. Thank you again for taking part. We're so excited to see all of you here today. I am excited to be here. Uh, if you're visiting here with us for the first time, service will be a little different today, but we're excited that you were able to be here for this day. We do have an information center out in the back. We'd love for you to fill out a card and let us know so we can con- know you a little better, so we can contact you and let you know about the different ministry and opportunities there are uh, at the church. Um, this morning is the morning that we install our new pastor, my new pastor, Pastor Javen Proctor, as the lead pastor here at BWC. And this is a very exciting time. Uh, last week, um, there were a lot of things I meant to say, and I didn't get a chance to say them because I was just overwhelmed. I was overwhelmed by last uh, Sunday night and uh, uh, all the kind words, all the things that were said. And so uh, today, uh, I want to say a few things to some folks as well. First off, to the entire BWC family. I say thank you so much. Thank you for all you have done for my family and for this church. I want to thank you for your faithfulness to give, your faithfulness to serve, uh, your faithfulness to uh, encourage uh, every uh, good thing uh, that you have done into our lives. Uh, we are just so thankful. We are so blessed to be a part of this family. and We will always... Uh, may be in Georgia, but we are always, uh, this will always be our family. This will always be our home. And so we are just so honored uh, for you. And also anyone that's watching online today, we're so blessed to have you. I want to say thank you uh, as well to uh, the BWC family. I want to say thank you also to uh, the Bethel Cares uh, family. I meant to say that Sunday night. And I thank you, every person who has worked, is working with this ministry to know uh, each and every day, five days a week, there are children being ministered to on this campus and there is seed that is being sown into their lives that are going to impact for generations to come. So we thank you uh, for that. Uh, I want to thank all of the staff members uh, that are a part of this. I want to thank Sarah. I don't know if she's in here. She she may be serving uh, next door. But uh, Sarah Gardner, I often say she was my best hire. We did good with that with Pastor Don. Uh, And uh, she's... She is such a blessing to this church, uh, and so we are so thankful for her. I am thankful for uh, Pastor Brian and the, what he does in the music ministry here. And not just that, the things behind the scene, I'm thankful for his passion to worship God and passion to lead us into worship and how he works with the man. We're so thankful to you, brother, for uh, all that you do uh, for Pastor Raymond. I'm so thankful. Uh, once again, another great hire uh, uh, bringing you in. It's always good to have another Aiken person here uh, with me. And uh, your ministry to our senior adults as well as to uh, all of those who are uh, all of the Bethel Care kids. Uh, we are so thankful for that uh, as well. And we appreciate you. I appreciate your servant's heart. And I'm very thankful that uh, uh, Pastor Caleb and Miss Rachel and uh, Miss Kathy and I, I know I forgot to, and Miss Cindy. I meant to say all that, but I didn't look at my notes. Okay. Uh, I'm thankful for uh, uh, Caleb and Rachel and their, what they're doing with our youth and what will continue to take place going forward. Uh, we, uh, I'll say it again, we did good uh, as a church and as uh, a leadership in bringing them into this house. And so I'm thankful for all of them. I'm thankful for Pastor Don and Miss Darlene. And we are so thankful that uh, he is able to be here today. And uh, I thank you that in 1992, uh, you took a chance on me, uh, even though you did say when you first saw me, is that him? Uh, Now you have to imagine my 120-pound body at that time getting out of an 83 Oldsmobile. Uh, I probably would have said, is that him too? Okay. Uh, 
you have uh, uh, all that we are blessed to have blessed to do uh, is because of uh, you bringing us in and uh, not only bringing us in but not everybody stays 29 years in a place and you set a standard and you supported me and, and as Ms. Darlene we, you shared uh, the other day we supported you as well. We were always there uh, to support you at every turn, to stand with you, behind you, before you, whatever was needed at any moment in time. And so uh, I want you to know words can't explain our gratitude uh, for Judy and I and our children. Uh, we thank you for that. I also think uh, I need to, to the BWC family. Uh, our adoption journey was not just ours. You became a part of it. And there is a child that uh, is somewhere in Georgia right now, hopefully behaving. Uh, She's here because of this house, because of your generosity and of your love. So I say thank you uh, to those as well. Uh, uh, Some of the staff members, I believe they have some words to say uh, to Pastor Jabin at this time. So I'm going to let them come uh, at this time and they can make their way now. That means go. There you go. People always pause as if they're surprised, you know. It's like with my family, when we pull up somewhere, we're surprised we're supposed to get out of the car right now. Uh, you know, I'm standing outside waiting. Let's, what did you think was going to happen here? We're, we're going to get out. So I'm going to, I don't know what order they want to go in. I'll start with Pastor Brian right here and they can move down there. Thank you. Hope I'm not sharing this out of turn, but um, Pastor Casey and Miss Judy purchased a new house. They thought they'd be closing on it before now, put all their clothes into storage and everything. He's been wearing the same t-shirt for a week. He apologized this morning about not having a suit on, so that's why he's wearing the green t-shirt. This is a very unusual house. I've been, I've not been pastoring for all that long, um, but I've been in over a thousand churches across the country music business and doing different things and this is a rare place for a man to come here and to hire a youth pastor and to hand that torch to him and then for that pastor to stay for 11 years as lead pastor and to hand it yet again to another youth pastor I did notice we were the only ones that he didn't consider good hires. <laughs> so, I wouldn't buy anything big real soon, you know. <laughs> but you created a culture here that you have continued. And I believe that culture was created around integrity. These men are who they say they are. And that also, unfortunately, is somewhat rare. You know, I don't know any dirt on you. I know some funny stories. But you have been a man of integrity. And I, I want to thank you as a man who served under you for 15 years. That um, you've been that man to me. Someone I could follow. And you as well. And this new person that is taking over. I don't know of a, a person who is, is more equipped and more ready and more primed to do what you're about to step into than you are. You've been anointed. You've been called. You've answered the call. And I cannot wait to see where your leadership takes this house.
you took me and Rachel in. You, I mean, y'all, y'all have always, we've been like a family from day, from the moment I've gotten here, from the moment Rachel's gotten here, y'all treat us like family. You've taken care of us. You took me to my first USC basketball game, and now I'm, I'm hooked. Um, <laughs> um, but, but I just want to say thank you. Thank you for setting a good example for me, for, for all of us. Pastor Javen, uh, throughout the week as I've been pondering and thinking of different things to say and to read and to say stuff, there's countless things we can say and countless gratitudes that we can give. Uh, but this song came up last night as I was reading, reading and it says, Make a joyful song for hunger. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye land. Serve the Lord with gladness and come before his presence with singing. Because those of you that know me know I do not make a joyful noise, okay? I do make noise, <laughs> but not joyful. Uh, <laughs> uh, and what's so funny is uh, my new office, when you walk in the door, it says worship pastor on it, uh, 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 which is very funny. Um, uh, uh, but anyway, make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness and come before his presence with singing. Pastor Casey, that's really what you have done. Uh, you mentioned Pastor Brian and his love for worship. But you and Pastor Don throughout the year has created an attitude of worship. And worship has been one of the main themes that you have. The same way with Pastor Javen, you love worship and you encourage us to worship. Know the Lord... He is God, is He that hath made us and not we ourselves. And through the years, you have showed us and led us that God is God. Even in some of the dark time, even in some of the lean time, you stay the course. You steady. You stayed at the Him. We have seen some wonderful times together and some not so good times, but you focus on the good things. You have focused on the purposeful things and the pleasant things of God. Pastor David, as I was pondering, and as you are in this leadership role as our pastor, and also our supervisor, and and, and he put me across the hall from him because I need some, I guess, make sure he keeps me in in line. Or, or maybe I need, some, need to learn how to be a little bit more funny, okay? But, <laughs> Uh, but I think about as you were a youth pastor and, the, and even when I came on the staff as a part time employee in the staff meeting oftentimes you say whatever we do we need to do a purpose and plan not just have a Halloween festival or false festival or Christmas party just to have a Christmas party it should have a purpose and plan a purpose for ministry you took those middle schoolers and those high schoolers 
and you spent time with them, you developed a leadership training program with them, and you spent time with them teaching and, 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 and all. Uh, and oftentimes, I look back at my children and, and, and their leadership qualities. You had something to do with that. Um, Daniel, I talked to him from time to time, and he talks about Dave Ramsey. You spent a lot of time with the youth in finances and stuff. You, you, it wasn't just about having fun with, with them. It was about preparing them for the next step of their journey. And I am blessed, and we are blessed to be part of this. And I am glad that you took a chance on me uh, and that you've been patient with me through the years. Uh, this time, I know we have, I have frustrated you, but you did not let me know. You, you kept it to, now, Mr. Uder might know, but I don't know. <laughs> uh, uh, and also, I want to thank you for your love for mission. And you allow, and Pastor Javen, because of y'all's love for mission, you allow, it, it helped my families to get involved in mission, in particular the DR. Are, are, and I don't know if I ever would have went overseas to the DR if it wasn't for y'all making that opportunity. I say thank you for this opportunity. Thank you for all that you have done. And it is, and one of the things I have missed the last two weeks is uh, on Friday when things are kind of low-key, those little conversations that we have. I have already missed those already this week. And it is nice uh, to have an aching night and be a part of that. And the thing is, Pastor Casey's cousin and I hung out together and crawled apart a little bit before I ever met Pastor Casey and all. So we have a little a time. Well, at this time, I guess I need to turn it back over to you, the man and I. I'd like for Pastor David and his family and whoever he had planned on coming up, I'd like for Pastor Don and Mr. Lynn if they would come up on the platform at this time as well. Church, if you don't mind, I'd like for you to stand with us for a second. And I'd like for us to do, we believe in the power of prayer, amen? I'd like for us to take a moment and I'd like for us to pray for Pastor Don at this moment in time. For God's healing touch, continued healing touch over his life. Father, I thank you today. I thank you today that Pastor Don's able to be here. I thank you for the strength that you have given him. The healing you have given him. We know that it has come from you. Lord, you know his heart's desires. And and Lord, those desires are for you and for your kingdom and for your church. And so I just pray today that whatever's going on physically right now, that you would get to the very root of it, you'd get to the very core of it, God, and that you would bring your healing power into his life, your healing strength. Even as we fulfill the word of the Lord and we agree and we anoint him and we pray the prayer of faith together, Lord, we ask that you would move in him in a very powerful way. And we thank you, God for what you are doing in him, what you're going to do in him. And we thank you for a testimony of healing that will be coming and it is coming forth now in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. Amen. Thank you for your prayers and intercessions. You may be seated again, please. Before I share my last words there, I'll let, uh, I'd like for Pastor Don to uh, share and he and Miss Dorlin with Pastor Javen and Miss Jenny. And we pray blessings in favor over you and for God to open the door and for you to get in your home and not be delayed anymore. That's been my prayer. And so blessings, favor, and all of that go with you as you leave us. But you will always be a part of our family. And to my precious nephew, Jenny, and you babies, I love you. 
I'm happy for you. I'm excited to see where God is going to take us. It's another chapter in the book of Bethel, but I believe it's going to be a great writing and a great story. I love you. I'm here for you, Jenny. I will always be here to love you, and if you ever need me and babies, I'll always be here to hug you and love you and Javen. I love you, and my prayers are for God's blessings and favor to be over you. Well, I was determined that nothing would keep me from this service today. I was prepared yesterday to fight with the doctor to get out of the hospital if I had to. But uh, I can't imagine. I know how proud I am of you. And I can't imagine how proud your dad would be. Especially to know he had two sons pastoring in the same county. And how proud your mom is how proud your granddaddy would be because of you being the third generation to pastor this church. But I would challenge you today with the words of the Apostle Paul to Timothy to just preach the Word. We need you to just tell us the Word of God. Be instant in season and out of season to reprove and to rebuke with all long suffering. And I know that you will do that. I know that you love God's people. And I know that you will shepherd us well. But among the three of us, collectively, we have 75 years of sowing and planting and watering in this county. And I believe with all my heart that it's time for harvest. And I believe that God has brought you to the kingdom as he did Esther for such a time as this. And that you're going to be the one to see the release of God's harvest. I believe the prophetic word that Garnet Pike spoke over Pastor Case and I out here, this tree, that we would reach a thousand in attendance. I believe we'll go beyond that. But I hope you will receive the vision that God gave me in Brownsville a number of years ago when I saw you under the tree in front of the church as people were flooding into this church. And I believe that the time of harvest has arrived. I've already been praying for you extensively in my daily prayers. I will continue to pray for you that God will divinely direct you. I pray for Jenny. I know the strength that it takes to be the wife of a pastor. I know he promised you that he would never be a senior pastor or lead pastor. But sometimes we have to come back and eat our own words. And they come back to haunt us. But God brought him to his destiny. And this is his destiny. And God has raised him up for this time and this hour. And I believe that with all my heart. I should have went first. That was, I echo everything Pastor Don said. And um, I met Javen, Pastor Javen, in 1991 at a youth camp. Never had any idea that I would ever see them again uh, when I left. Actually, I didn't want to see them again when I left there, uh, that camp. But, uh, the Lord brought it back around a year later that uh, Pastor Todd and uh, the church would hire me as a youth pastor. And uh, we had many great years together with me as youth pastor and you as a student. And I knew it, you know, it, it was obvious to everyone that God's hand and calling in regards to ministry was on your life. And it is still in. It's, it's uh, matured and grown and powerful uh, the presence of God in your life is so real as you preach and you teach the word of God it stirs us it encourages us it strengthens us it convicts us uh, everything that the word does it brings life to us and so 
you know, for years you were you were a part of uh, pretty much you know all the transitions, all the different things that we have done here. And our theme as a church, we have always used the phrase Team Bethel because we are a team together. Uh, it is not about a person. It's not about a man, not about a woman. Everything we do is about Jesus Christ, the King of kings and Lord of lords. And so uh, I'm so thankful uh, as he preaches about the love of Jesus and the hope of Jesus in a world that is dark and a world that needs love. Uh, God has equipped him and empowered him to proclaim to this world, to this area, to this region that there is a hope and that hope can be found in the love and the transforming power of Jesus Christ. It's been an honor also to work with you on staff and to have you there. And we have had a lot of fun. If you were here last week, you saw some of the videos you see that we are, we, we have good fun, uh, uh, together, but I am so proud today. And, and, and like pastor Don, uh, he probably felt, I, I saw this day coming a long time ago. I knew there was a time where my season would end. And many times as he would preach, uh, the Lord would just uh, speak into my heart. I would say, it is, is, this is going to be awesome. This is going to be awesome. So I'm thankful today to have a church like we have here that is a team. Everyone willing to do with, uh, whatever they need to do at that moment in time. And I ask for you. And I, I encourage us that as we go forward into this next phase under the, the, under the leadership of Pastor Javen and those uh, in the body that we will continue to encourage. We will continue to lift up. We will continue to pray. We will continue to intercede. You know, I, I had many people tell me over those last couple of weeks there, man, these, these are the best sermons you have ever preached before. Uh, it is just so awesome. And they would say that and I'd say, that's because I'm not in charge anymore. I don't have any weight. They can't fire me. I already quit. The mantle can be very heavy sometimes. And I'm so thankful as I look out here for so many that I know you get on your knees and you pray and you intercede for this church. You intercede for the kingdom. I'm thankful for all the youth trips we've been a part of. I'm thankful for all the mission trips, the culture of missions that we have here to reach the entire world with the gospel of Jesus Christ. We're just thankful for all of that. And so uh, before uh, I uh, introduce Pastor Javen to you, we want to uh, enter in prayer together. And I know you've already had to stand one time. Do you mind? Let's stand again. And Pastor Don, if you were, uh, if you would, I'd love for you to be able to pray over Pastor Javen. Would you just stretch out your hand towards this family? All of you come forward, if you would. Lord, we thank you for this day. We thank you that you go before us. And you tell us that the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. And we believe that Pastor Javid is that good man that you have raised up for this time to lead the body of Christ at Bethel into a new day of growth and harvest and ministry and expansion unlike anything this church has witnessed since its foundation in 1928. Lord, I pray that your anointing that the very fire of heaven would fall upon him in a supernatural way. That the Spirit of the living God would give him the Word of God to speak to the people of God that would prepare our hearts for what you want to do among us all. How you want us to grow. How you want us to be disciples how you want us to win souls for the kingdom of God, how you want to prepare our hearts for the coming of Jesus. Lord, I just pray that that anointing, that that mantle that rests upon so many great men and women that have gone on before, that somehow the mantle would fall upon him today. Whichever mantle you choose to place on him, even as Elijah threw his cloak around Elisha and he gave him the mantle 
that was upon him and Elisha performed twice the miracles that Elijah performed during his ministry. You're able to do that for Pastor Javid. You're able to lay the mantle of your anointing upon him that we would see miracles in this house, that we would see healings in this house, that we would see salvations in this house, that we would see people born again of the Spirit of God and filled with the Holy Spirit of God. We know that you're with him, that your hand is upon him, and that you are going to lead him and guide him in the direction that you want him and this house to go. And Lord, we release your blessings over Pastor Casey and Judy and their family in a very special way that you would direct their future. You know the plans that you have for them, plans to prosper them, to give them a hope and a future, Lord. And we're just praying the best of God's blessings upon them today. And we pray God's best blessings upon the Proctor family. And God, that we pray that you would give Jenny the strength and the wisdom that she needs to encourage the people of God when they come to her, Lord, with perhaps things that she's never faced before, that she would experience the supernatural wisdom of the Holy Spirit to answer questions that she does not feel herself to equip to answer. But you said that we should not fear in that moment what we should speak, but that the Holy Spirit would give us in that hour what we should say. And we believe that for her today, that you will speak through her and give her the words to speak to God's people. Lord, we thank you for the beauty of this transition. We thank you for the longevity of this staff. We thank you for the many, many years that all of these pastors have served this church and served this community. It's probably some kind of historical record, Lord, that we have set today and a precedent, God, that we pray will be set in your kingdom, that we will raise up leadership within the body to follow us as we have followed each other in ministry in this church. And we thank you for this day. We thank you for the promises of it and the fulfillment of everything that lies before us and ahead of us as Pastor David takes the help of the leadership of Bethel Worship Center. In Jesus' precious, powerful, and holy name we pray. Amen. Years ago, Pastor Don passed this torch on to me. Uh, back Way back when, when Pastor David took over to youth, I gave him a baton uh, and passed that over to him. So today, uh, it is my honor to pass this torch of leadership to him and to introduce to you the lead pastor at Bethel Worship Center, Pastor Javen Proctor. Amen. You may be seated. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. I probably know, well, first of all, I feel like I need to go to Tokyo. Um, here. Yeah, you take it and run. To, it's already been lit, but maybe. And I know you're sitting there and went, oh, great, another pastor's about to say stuff. Don't worry. I am not going to be long, I promise. Um, does anybody else feel like, uh, does anybody else have the uh, Abba song, take a chance on me in your head right now? Because I do. Um, uh, I know this isn't a typical Sunday uh, where the normal encouraging and equipping from God's Word, but I guess it's not a typical Sunday. If, if you're new today, I just want to echo Pastor Casey's words. I, I, I hope you'll come back next week. It will be different. We'll be back to our regularly scheduled programming. Um, but I am extremely grateful that you're a part of this day. Um, and uh, I just want to take just a few quick moments and express my gratitude and just where I believe we're going. And, you know, I know this is getting old and redundant, but I can't not express gratitude individually. So Pastor Casey, thank you. Miss Judy, thank you guys. Um, as I stated a couple of weekends ago is 
Uh, it's already been said, who knew that in 1991, when we watched a young man put peanut butter and jelly under his armpits and eat it in a sandwich, that uh, he would be our youth pastor not long after that. Uh, a lot of questions going through this room right now. And uh, you can talk to him about that later. But you came in, you built great relationships uh, with us. You changed a lot of mindsets. You changed a lot of vocabulary. Not that we were using a bunch of cuss words in, in youth, but we weren't always saying things and words and phrases that were uh, uplifting and encouraging. And you changed that, not just in youth, but through the years here at the church. You, when you came in as youth pastor, you gave us responsibilities. You didn't just do activities. Um, you, you gave us an opportunity to grow in our relationship with Christ and grow as leaders. And so we, we appreciate that. You became a mentor to me, uh, eventually a coworker and a friend, and I'm grateful for the relationship that is there. Um, you were such a support to Pastor Don on this staff as an associate for years. At youth pastor and associate, you stood beside him through some of the tough, toughest years of his life. And uh, many know that, many are aware of that. Um, but you opened up doors for us to go into other cultures with missions, to be the hands and feet to, of Jesus to those cultures, uh, a mindset that I hope doesn't stop and doesn't change. Uh, you set up and established Bethel Cares that has been ministering and continues to minister in this community in a great way. And uh, I pray that that continues to go. Uh, you can carry on Pastor Don's vision of a multicultural, multi-generational church that he wanted to see in this place. You continue to do that. And I can't think of anybody who would have been better to follow and lead that. You've done it with such grace uh, in humility, you have built friendships and relationships with people that don't look like you and probably don't think like you. Uh, but, uh, but the way that you have done that has been superb. And the relationships that you have built were quite evident last Sunday night at your celebration, which was an awesome thing to see uh, being represented. But you've led this church with integrity, with a genuine heart of a pastor. And I am so grateful for the way that you led this staff and supported us and our often crazy ideas and thoughts that we had. Uh, in regards to the staff, I appreciate it when you said, I don't know, when you didn't know. You, you, uh, I appreciate it when you said no to protect us. And I appreciate it when you often said yes because you believed in us and believed in what God uh, was doing in us and through us. So thank you for your leadership. And I truly believe that the same could be said of you that was said of David, that you are truly a man after God's own heart. And so we appreciate uh, appreciate you. And I'm, I'm grateful that the staff, when Pastor Casey told him what God was doing in their life, that they didn't quit uh, when he said that. And they knew that I would probably be next in line. Uh, so thank you. Um, and I uh, appreciate that. But I appreciate, appreciate you guys. I appreciate uh, the years that we have served together so far and hopefully the many years that are ahead of us to serve together, to, to, to work together to dream God-sized dreams and to lead uh, this church where God wants us to go. I'm so grateful for denominational leadership that when Pastor Casey called and talked to them, that they trusted that God is, uh, has me here for a purpose. For the advisory council that's here at Bethel, when Pastor Casey talked to them, that they trust that God is here, has us here for a purpose. Um, I'm grateful for their support. Um, and for being beside us and being with us. And as already has been mentioned about Jenny, I did tell her when we were dating, before we got married, she asked me, as I was just a youth pastor, do you ever see yourself being a pastor? No, no, not, not at all. Um, I thought when my time as a youth pastor ended that I was going to go, like Judy is, back to Emmanuel College and work in some capacity there. But God changed that. So, babe, I'm so sorry. Um, <laughs> But, uh, but uh, you have been extremely supportive, and I appreciate it. Uh, I appreciate you loving me um, and, uh, and being with me and being by my side. My kids, I love y'all. Um, I'm so grateful for the joy that you bring my life, for the constant blood pressure tests that you bring to me <laughs> in my life. Um, I, uh, I am grateful for y'all, and I do want to say that as far as I'm concerned, there are no expectations on your life as a pastor's wife or pastor kids. Um, the only expectations that are on your life is, is on anybody's life in here. And that is to live as a child of God. And, uh, and so I thank you and I love you and I appreciate you. My other family, I love y'all. I know there's many of you here. Some of you've come from churches that you go to normally 
thank you guys uh, for coming today, and I appreciate you. You may have come because your mom or dad told you you have to be here, but uh, <laughs> I appreciate you coming, uh, uh, and I love y'all. Thank y'all for being here. Thank you for calling, for messaging, and showing your support. Um, I appreciate that, and I've seen some former teenagers here uh, today in this house, and I love y'all. Thank y'all for being here today. One of my college friends uh, texted me the other day this week, and he asked me, he told me he was thinking about me, and he asked me how things were going. I said, well, I'm just jumping in. I said, right now, I think we're in the everybody supportive stage. (laughs) Because I haven't been told yet that I've made anybody mad. But um, stick around. Uh, Because that will probably happen. Um, I'm not perfect. Um, And everybody wasn't happy with Jesus. So if everybody wasn't happy with Jesus, I can't expect everybody to be happy with me as well. Um, I I just ask for grace. I ask for grace with each other. Um, I am not Pastor Casey. I can say that outright. There's a lot of similarities between us, but I am not Pastor Casey. When I followed him as youth pastor, one of the teenagers told me at an event, he said, that's not how Pastor Casey would do it. I said, can you spell his name for me? He spelled it. And I said, can, I, can you spell my name? He spelled it. I said, does that sound anything alike? <laughs> he said, no. I said, well, guess what? We're not alike. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, and we're not, but, um, but we both love God. We both love this church. And so I just ask for your support. I ask for your uh, patience and I ask for grace as we, we go forward. In all seriousness, I am grateful for this body, those that call Bethel Worship Center uh, their home. And I do encourage you, because I'm not going to say a lot right now, I'm, I'm almost done. I encourage you to go back to July 11, that message, and even last week's message, and listen, because I've poured out kind of my heart. I've, and in the July 11 message, I told you, shared my story of how I've been connected to this house since basically I was an infant. And, um, and where I believe God is calling us, what God wants to do through us, that, and, and what he's continuing to do at Bethel. Um, and that it's all for the sake of the one individual that we have a chance to interact with in this life, for the sake of the community, for the sake of the gospel, and for the sake of the church that Jesus Christ established and will one day come back for. I stated in that message that our purpose has not changed. That our purpose is we are here. While we are here, our purpose is to be a place where lives can be transformed, and where, where people can become catalysts for transformation in this community. Jesus, when he came to this earth, he said, I came to seek and to save those who were lost. And he commissioned his followers to continue his calling, to see people's lives change. When Jesus interact with, interacted with someone, if they allowed him to, their life was changed. And when their life was changed, it wasn't for their own benefit. They went out and expressed that change. To others, God is calling us to continue that and to do that. I also shared our vision as a church is that we envision a church of disciple-making disciples who impact our world with a love and service that is both magnetic and contagious. In other words, we're to be like Christ because that's exactly what he did. He made disciples and then he told those disciples, go make disciples. And all, everything that Jesus did, everything he taught, he loved and he served. He said, I didn't come to this world to be served, but I came to serve. And so we're called to love and we're called to serve in a way that draws people to us. It doesn't repulse them when they're around us. So that's what we're called to do. And, and at the core of who we are as a church, who we have been and who we're going to continue to be, the values that are at the core of this church We will be a church that loves with no limits, that gives with joy, that serves with selflessness, that worships with wonder, that grows together with a hunger, and that shares our hope with humility. It's what we have been called to do. You know, we... And we're going to unpack those individually in the coming months. 
But I just ask that you are on board with us, that you engage with us. If you're a part of Bethel Worship Center, I ask you to plug in. Paul, when he wrote his letter to the church of Rome, and and we see it in Romans chapter 12, the same words that were said to him, they're true to us today. Each one of us has a gift. And we are called to work together as a body in that gift. Some of you may not believe this, but it's extremely awkward for me to sit and hear people say things to me. I jokingly told the staff this week that Pastor Casey wanted them to thank him and praise me. That was all a joke. Because it is, it's awkward. Because I in no way want anything that's done at Bethel Worship Center to be about me. It's never been about one man on this staff. You know, the way that we've always seen this structure is it's never hierarchical where one person is up and everything's breaking out from underneath them. It's where we have a leadership that's underneath supporting the body. There has to be a leader. God established that. You you see it all through the word. There has to be a leader. But it's not about the person. The only one it's about is Jesus Christ. And as a pastor by the name of Wayne Cordero made this statement, he said, The influence of a church will not be determined by the personality of a pastor, the size of the church, or how long the ministry has been there, but will be determined by the percentage of involvement in the ministry of each member. I believe that's a powerful statement. I believe it's true. And an author and speaker and a conference leader by the name of Gabe Lyons made this statement. He said, the next wave of Christian influence will come from the pews, not the pulpit. I believe that. So what we want to be is a place that equips and encourages you to do the work of the ministry because God has empowered you. So what I want you to do is ask yourself, what can I bring that I haven't brought yet? What can I bring to the body, to the church that I haven't brought yet? Because you have things that you can do that can help the church. When God called Abraham, God called him to leave Haran. So Abraham packed up everything. He packed up his family and he began to journey where his family, if you see in scripture, where they were originally going until they settled in Haran. Now I'm not saying this church is settled in no way, shape or form. Abraham just continued to go where he felt like they were supposed to go. But he had no idea. And he didn't fully comprehend the totality of what God was going to do through him. Joseph had a dream, but he didn't know the steps that it was going to take to see the full completion of that dream. Israel cried out in prayer and God freed them. But they didn't even realize that the crossing of that Red Sea, that was just the beginning of the journey. And when they began to fully put their faith and trust in Christ, the doors and the opportunity that were opened in front of them were boundless. Thomas told Jesus that they didn't know where he was going. They didn't know how to get there. But Jesus looked at him and he looked at the other disciples and he said, you know me and that's enough. As I lead this church and as this staff leads this church, there's a lot of things that we don't know what God is going to do. We don't know exactly what the future looks like. We'll put plans in place and we'll put steps forward. But scripture tells us a man plans his way, but God orders the steps. And so that's what we're going to trust. And all I'm doing and all that I ask you to do is to say, here I am, send me. Not here I am, here are my stipulations. I never, I never want the way we do things as a church to be more important than why we do things as a church. Please don't ever get hung up on the way we do things. Because if you've been in church for most of your life, you have seen the way the church does things change constantly. And the ones who get hung up on the way they're done often miss out on what's done next. So don't let the way be more important than the why because the why will never change. The why is to see Jesus change lives. 
to see him impact our world. So next week, I'll, I'll begin a series. So again, if you're a part of Bethel Worship Center and you don't have another church home, I invite you back. Be here with us next week. If you're new today, come back next week. We're starting a series. It's going to be called Ready, Set. Because we don't know exactly where God is going to take us. We don't know exactly what that next place is. But we will be ready and we will be set to go when he calls us and he tells us to go. So as Pastor Casey has encouraged us for years, we will not give up. We will not give out and we will not give in. And so I just ask my prayer, God, empower us just as you did your early church. Empower us to be your witnesses to Camden, to Lugolf, to Cassett, to Elgin, to Bishopville, to Kershaw County, to the Midlands, and to the ends of the earth. Just use us, God. Lead us by your Holy Spirit. That's my prayer. Would you stand with me? Heavenly Father, we are so grateful to you today. We are so grateful that you have, there are a lot of united hearts in this room today. And we're united in so many different ways. And Father, there, there's family here. And God, there's people from other churches, which I think is awesome because the church it's one. It's meant to be one. So I pray today that our hearts aren't just joined as family, but I pray today that the hearts of our churches are joined together throughout this community to do something for you that is great, God. Father, I thank you for every person that calls Bethel Worship Center their home where they come, where they grow in you. And Father, I pray that you can help us to do everything we can to grow together and to be the light that you have called us to be in this community. Father, we just ask that you lead us, that you direct us. Show us how you would use us. Father, as I said, here, here we are. Send us. We're not asking for you to do it under certain conditions. It's not our place. God, we're just putting ourselves in your hands. We're asking you to use us. We ask you to lead us. And we ask you, God, just as you did in your early church and you, as you have done for years, empower us, God, by your Holy Spirit to love the world, to bring the world Jesus, to see it changed, for you, for your glory, in whatever small way we can do that, whatever impact you call us to make, God, empower us, Father, to be used by you. We thank you for the opportunity we have in front of us. We love you today. We give you praise. In Jesus' name, amen. If you need prayer in any way today, we would love for you to reach out to us. You can go to our website, bwccamden.com, go to our contact page. You'll find a link there to request prayer or send us anything that you would like to communicate with us today. Or you can also simply text the word prayer to 803-676-7566. And we will be back in touch with you to find out how we can be in prayer for you. God bless you. We hope that you have a great week.